Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Please remain standing for a reading from the gospel. Matthew chapter 9 verses 35 through 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Of course, this seems like an appropriate passage for a Sunday where we are focused on service and missions. A passage where we are reminded that there is a lot of work to do. These three verses that come right after 14 of Jesus' healing stories. Stories where he cleansed a leper, healed two men with demons, healed a paralyzed man, restored life to a young girl, helped the blind to see, gave voice to a mute, and the list goes on. And then we get to verse 35. Jesus traveled among the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, announcing the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness. Indeed, he did, just a few chapters earlier. And then Jesus looked out at the crowds, and he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Now, you might have heard before that the Greek word for compassion that is used in the original text literally means to be moved from the inward parts. It's that overwhelming sense of pity or sorrow or empathy where you literally feel your stomach churn. It's that kind of moment that just sucks the air right out of you. Jesus looked out at the crowds, and he had compassion on them. He was moved from the inward parts. And his verbal response was to look at the disciples and say, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Amber Lee translation, we have a lot of work to do, and we're going to need some help. When I read this passage, it brings up a couple of things to the surface for me. First, I ask myself and I ask you, when do I have or when do I feel compassion like that? When is the last time that I looked out at the crowds, literally or metaphorically, and had a physical reaction? What does having compassion look like? As I reflect back on those questions and as they apply to my own life, I'm immediately reminded of a story of a boy named Moto. 
March of 2005, I went with about 15 people to Venezuela for a spring break mission trip. We stayed in Maracaibo, but worked with the church about, 14, about 45 minutes outside the city called Fuente de Amor. And it was located outside of the city dump, a five square mile city dump. We would pass it on our way to the church and the surrounding communities that we were working in. Each day we would go to a community close to the church and we would host a street carnival. We had games with candy prizes, face painting, and a speaker that blasted music for dancing. And then when evening came and the music faded, we would walk around the community, praying for specific needs and passing out bags of food that would last a family of four about a week. Then we would set up the PA system and someone from our group would share the gospel. Each day was pretty much the same. Same setup, different community. It was about day three in the hot summer Venezuelan sun, and we had a carnival going in full swing. We were playing and dancing, and I vividly remember the sound of music and children laughing. And one of my teammates, Jimmy, had been to Venezuela before on a mission trip. And during this carnival, he reconnected with a little boy from his previous trip. His name was Moto. And Moto clung to Jimmy. He was holstered up on Jimmy's shoulders nearly the entire day, spinning around, having a blast. While we were packing up to leave for the day, Moto kept asking Jimmy to go to his house. He did not want us to leave. And through a translator, Jimmy told Moto to come back that night because we would be passing out food and talking about Jesus. But that night came and went, and there was no sign of Moto anywhere. Each day we went to a different community surrounding the church. So we knew that the possibility of seeing Moto again was slim. We continued our ministry for the next several days. And then on our last day, we loaded up our bus to go to the city dump. We knew that these communities we were ministering to surrounded the city dump. But we did not really talk about why. It didn't take long to learn. I was looking out the window as we topped the hill of the dump and saw literally hundreds of people. We stepped out of the bus and the smell literally knocked the wind out of me. I looked out across and it was like looking at the ocean. No matter which direction I turned, it was an endless sea of garbage. People were riding on the backs of the trucks to get to the good garbage first. Digging through and separating piles, trying to find things to sell. There were homes made out of old umbrellas and rusty tin. I stood there in shock while other people walked around and took pictures. But we all kind of just stood there in one little area. And then in the distance, we see this little boy start running towards us. 
like as fast as his little legs would go. And Jimmy was the first to recognize him. Jimmy bends down and Moto leaps into his arms with the biggest smile on his face. As they hugged, it felt like time had stopped. And I had one of those Jesus compassion moments where it moved me on the inside. You see, this was the first time we realized the daily life of the kids we had been playing with all week. I realized that our carnivals may not have made any long-term changes to their circumstances, but they did give these kids a break from rummaging through garbage for at least a day. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We have a lot of work to do, and we're going to need some help. The reality is, is that there's a whole world of motos. People who are living in literal and figurative garbage dumps. People who are struggling. People who are searching for purpose. People who feel alone. People who feel like they're not good enough. People who are hungry physically and spiritually. People who need rest. And you don't have to travel all over the world to find these people. We are surrounded by them every day. They are at our schools and at our jobs. They are our neighbors. They are likely sitting in these very pews. You see, not everyone is called to go to Venezuela. But we are all called to be harvest workers. And sometimes that looks like taking a week out of your summer and going to Birmingham to paint a lady's house and work in an urban garden. And sometimes that looks like giving up a Sunday afternoon in August to make casseroles or pass out water or put together school supplies kits that will go all over the world. But sometimes it looks like ministering to your people at work. It looks like being a considerate neighbor volunteering at a soup kitchen, donating clothes to help young professionals, sending a card to someone who is struggling, showing up to protest injustice, educating ourselves and others about oppressive systems, building relationships, being a listening ear, letting people know that they are important, that they are seen, and that God loves them. Much like our carnival days in Venezuela, in life, we don't get the whole picture. We don't know the whole story. And we have no idea the impact we might be making on someone's life. First, it is opening our eyes and listening to the Spirit to recognize a need. To look out at the crowd and to be moved with compassion, and then to realize that we are the harvest workers Jesus is asking for, whether that is across the globe or right here in our own backyard. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers 
into his harvest field. In the name of the creator, redeemer, and sustainer. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.